Adam's Archive. Hello, you beautiful people, and welcome to the Adam's Archive. My name is Austin Adams, and thank you so much for listening today. On today's episode, we are going to dive deep into some wild situations. The first one being that the CIA has actually had a whistleblower come out and said that the CIA was actually paying off its analysts to bury the findings that COVID was a lab leak, literally giving their own analysts, financial incentives to switch their opinions on whether or not that was the case. So we read about that. Then we will discuss Russell Brand, who is in the news for some not so good things, some reports coming out and accusations regarding some sexual uh, assault allegations and potentially even worse, he was actually had his YouTube channel suspended or demonetized today. So we'll discuss that as a result. And then going a little bit deeper into that, we're going to look at the Mormon church actually denouncing Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard being the once founder of Operation Underground Railroad, also the person who is depicted in the movie The Sound of Freedom, which we've talked about at length here before. So we'll look at what these allegations are, why they denounced him, and Tim Ballard had a response to this that he did a video on. This guy with his PR is, is pr pretty, pretty wild stuff. So we'll look at that. After that, we'll look at a Texas church talking about churches. Texas church, which is experimenting with AI-generated services using ChatGPT for worship, sermon, and original songs. That is one of the most dystopian things that I've ever heard. <laughs> so we'll discuss that. Now, again, as always, the longer you stay with me, the deeper we get. So after that, we'll discuss the findings of the Mexican doctors who concluded after their tests were done on the alleged non-human alien corpses. So we have their findings on that. So if you don't know, we haven't talked about this yet here because we had a little bit of a layoff over the last couple of weeks for several reasons. But what happened was Mexico had a congressional hearing where there was two alleged alien bodies which were shown at the congressional hearing. And they look every bit of ET that you could imagine. So what ended up happening is these Mexican doctors actually did a some tests on these bodies. And we'll see, I haven't read this yet, so we'll see what they actually found. And then last but not least, this is a story that has been surfacing pretty consistently somewhat recently. Regarding, if you recall, Malaysia Air, I believe it was Malaysia Air 370, that was a airplane which had gotten lost. You know, we go all the way back to 2000 and let's see, this says filmed in 2014. Yeah, lost in 2014, I believe. Now, there's some really big deep dives that some people did into this situation, and they came up with some pretty wild stuff, and we'll discuss it all. But first, I need you to 
head over to the Substack, austinadams.substack.com. Go ahead and get signed up. If there's any news, if there's any podcast companions, articles that I write, all of it is there for free. Head over there right now, austinadams.substack.com. Then I need you to hit that subscribe button. All right, hit that subscribe button if it's your first time here. If it is not your first time here, or if it is, go ahead and leave a five-star review. Just helps me get up in the rankings. It's really one of the only ways that you can show your appreciation for my hard work here. So go ahead, leave a five-star review, hit the subscribe button, head over to austinadams.substack.com, and let's jump into it. The Adams Archive. All right. The very first thing that we're going to discuss today is going to be that the CIA had a whistleblower come out and say that the CIA was paying off its own analysts to bury the findings that COVID was a lab leak from Wuhan, China. So let's read this article. It comes from the New York Post, and it says the Central Intelligence Agency offered to pay off analysts in order to bury their findings that COVID most likely was from a lab in Wuhan, China, a new whistleblower testimony to Congress alleges. And this goes on to say that a senior level CIA officer told House Committee leaders that his agency tried to pay off six analysts who found that SARS-CoV-2 likely originated in a Wuhan lab. And if they changed their position and said that this the virus jumped from animals to humans, according to a letter sent Tuesday to CIA Director William Burns. Select Committee on the Coronavirus Pandemic Chairman Brad Wenstrup and Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence Chairman Mike Turner requested all the documents, communications, and pay info from the CIA's COVID discovery team by September 26th. So they're actually going to be doing further investigation into this, thankfully, and that will be in just about a week's time. So we'll have to see what comes up from that. According to the whistleblower, at the end of its review, six of the seven members of the team believed the intelligence and science were uh, sufficient to make a low confidence assessment that COVID-19 originated from a laboratory in Wuhan, China, the House panel chairman wrote. That's crazy. Six out of the seven people on this specific team believed that the virus came from a lab leak and the CIA wanted to hush every one of them, and they tried to do so by incentivizing them, allegedly, with money. So now they're pulling all of those financial hearings. Now, we actually have the document from Congress, which says, which is, comes from the Honorable William J. Burns. It says, to select to Director Burns, to the Select Committee of the Coronavirus Pandemic and the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, together, the committees, have received new and concerning whistleblower testimony regarding the agency's investigation into the origins of COVID-19. 
A multi-decade senior-level current agency officer has come forward to provide information to the committees regarding the agency's analysis into the origins of COVID-19. According to the whistleblower, the agency assigned seven officers to a COVID discovery team. The team consisted of multidisciplinary and experienced officers with significant scientific expertise. According to the whistleblower, at the end of its review, six of the seven members of the team believed that the intelligence and science were sufficient to make a low-confidence assessment that COVID-19 originated from a laboratory in Wuhan, China. The seventh member of the team, who also happened to be the most senior, was the lone officer to believe that COVID-19 originated through zoonosis. The whistleblower further contends that to come to the eventual public contends that to come to the eventual public determination of uncertainty, the other six members were given a sufficient or significant monetary incentive to change their position. These allegations from a seemingly credible source requires the committees to conduct further oversight of how the CIA handled its internal investigations into the origins of COVID-19. To assist the committees, and again, this is what they actually wrote to Congress. With their investigations, we request the following documents and information as soon as possible, but no later than September 26, 2023. All documents and communications regarding the establishment of all iterations of the COVID discovery teams. All documents and communications between or among the members of all iterations of the COVID discovery team regarding the origins of COVID-19. And all documents and communications between or among members of all iterations of the COVID discovery team and other employees or contractors of the agency regarding the origins of COVID-19. All documents and communications between them or among members of all iterations, da, la, 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 including but not limited to the U.S. Department of State, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, to include the National Institutes of Health and the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, and the U.S. Department of Energy regarding the origins of COVID-19, and lastly, all documents and communications regarding the pay history to include the awarding of any type of financial or performance-based incentive financial bonuses to members of all iterations of the COVID-19 discovery team. The select subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic is authorized to investigate the origins of the coronavirus pandemic, including but not limited to the federal government's funding of gain-of-function research and Executive branch policies, deliberations, decisions, activities, and internal or external communications related to the COVID coronavirus pandemic. Whew, that's a mouthful. Further House Rule 11, Clause 2M1B, grants committees of the House of Representatives with the authority to require by subpoena or otherwise the attendance and testimony of such witnesses in the production of such books, records, correspondence, memorandums, papers, and documents as it considers necessary. Should the required information not be produced in an expeditious or satisfactory manner, you should expect the committee or committees to use its additional tools and authorities to satisfy our legislative and oversight requirements. Thank you for your attention. And then signed by the chairman of the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, Mike Turner, and the chairman of Select Subcommittee on Coronavirus Pandemic, Brad Wenstrup. I'm curious who this Brad Wenstrup is. Anyways. The Honorable Raul Ruiz Ranking Member. All right, so there's your there's your document on that. All right, so this goes on to say that in a separate letter, the House Committee leaders, and I'll go ahead and just pull this up on the screen for you guys so you can actually look with me here. There we go. All right, so this also goes on to say in a separate letter, In a separate letter, the House Committee leaders identified former CIA Chief Operating Officer Andrew Macritis 
as having played a central role in the COVID investigation and asked him to sit for a transcribed interview. At CIA, we are committed to the highest level of standards of analytic rigor, rigor integrity, and objectivity. Of course you are, just when, not when it comes to assassinating Kennedys. <laughs> we do not pay analysts to reach specific conclusions. Of course we wouldn't do that. The Post, in a statement, we take these allegations extremely serious and are looking into them. We will keep our congressional oversight committees appropriately informed. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Let's see if there's anything more from this article that we should be discussing. Now to the comment section, which is really what matters. <laughs> um, which says that if they are actively covering up evidence that COVID came from gain-of-function research that was weaponizing a virus, then I wonder what other part they might have in all of this. It seems as if we would want to know the truth of origin if we truly want to prevent similar future outbreaks. That's a good point, right? Why would you want to cover up the origins of this? Why would you not want to get to the bottom of what happened to prevent it from happening again in the future? Unless you or somebody you know or somebody who's giving you money had any take or, or partook in any of it. Right? Why? Why? If you if you don't have any skin in the game, if you're not somebody who's going to be held liable, if you're not concerned about anything coming back to you as an organization or maybe as the person who ordered these things to happen, why would you be doing this? That's weird, huh? The next person said, remember when it was the political left that challenged questions and were skeptical of the various three-letter agencies? Yet now the left is in unquestioning lockstep with its former arch enemies. Pretty remarkable change in the last generation. That is pretty crazy too. Like you go back to the 70s, you go back to the 80s, you go back to the 90s, right? The Democratic Party, the left was primarily the hippies, not the, the suit and tie wearing grandfathers that we used to think were Republicans back in the day, right? You always, that's always how it was pictured for a very long time, right? That, that, that Republicans were these stiff old white men and the cool people, the, the artists, the this, the that, the, you know, the people who were free thinkers were the people who were on the left, right? Those were the liberals. Those were the, the, the Democrats. And, and it seems like we have shifted pretty, pretty significantly to where the left just wants to be completely in line with anything and everything that daddy government says that they should be in line with. And the right questions, literally everything, right? For how long did, were we saying that there's aliens evidence, alien evidence, alien evidence, and all of a sudden, the government comes out with alien evidence, and all of a sudden, we're all questioning it, right? Just because the government actually told us that there was no winning scenario there. But now that that information is coming out, and it's coming from the mouth of the government and not other institutions, which we actually trust, we're questioning that too, because everything the government does has an agenda, or else they wouldn't be doing it, because the government is just about siphoning money from the pool of tax money that they extorted from its people. Right. So once you realize that, you have to realize that there's an agenda behind everything. Right. The only way for you to be successful in politics, the only way for you to get into the positions that you want to is, well, maybe a already have hundreds of billions of dollars in the bank and self fund yourself and not have to take money from lobbyists. But maybe there's only been a handful of people like that in recent history. And by handful, I mean, maybe two or three. And by recent history, I mean, since 1776. <laughs> but but. It's it's pretty wild to see that you know 
the left is just so in line with everything the government says, so in line with mask mandates, so in line with, you know, what, what the CIA is doing with, with everything and anything that comes out from the government, they're just immediately fall in line with it, right? All of the, they are the propaganda enforcers is the liberal far left, right? And, and we have to say far left, although I, I, I tend to believe that the left is far more radical in its ideologies than the right is, even if you go to like the far right, right? The far right being the, the proud boy type people, the, the QAnon conspiracy theorists on, on all of the, the deep channels of 4chan, right? It's like when, in order to get to that level, you're probably looking at when it, when it comes to the liberal left, right? We're talking about what, what are the extreme ideologies of a liberal left? The extreme ideologies of the liberal left is that, oh, any single moment prior to birth, a child should be able to be killed within the womb, right? There's, there's, no, there's no conversation more than until it's born. Right, that's a pretty radical idea, I and mean, I would say, let's say, thirty percent of Democrats agree with that idea. Okay, there's one. All right, the secondary idea being that you know, let's let's say socialism, like true capital, not capitalism, but socialism, that you know, the, the, everybody and anybody should have their fair share of everything, regardless of work ethic. Right, f f um, equality of outcome. Right, and and you might look at it, maybe not straight socialism, but equality of outcome. Right. They want the top 1% of people to pay the top, you know, 75% of taxes, right? Okay, that seems like somewhat of a radical ideology. They don't want people to be able to have guns. That's a that's a pretty radical ideology. And let's just say, again, for argument's sake, that that's 30%. 30% of the radical left believes that we shouldn't be able to own any weapons at all. Any weapons at all. And 30% might be generous. It's probably closer to like 35, 40. And again, I'm just throwing shit out there. But let's say it's 35%. And then you go into what's another radical idea? Oh, well, maybe that your children at the age of two to three years old, four years old, should be able to determine their gender, even though they were born with the chromosomes that they were born with. Okay, that's a pretty radical ideology that your your child should be able to choose its own gender when it can't choose its own lunch because it would choose candy every day. And, and that's maybe closer to 60% of the, the let's say the the radical left or the or the left in general believes that. Okay, we can probably even take that further and further and further looking at the different ideologies, but let's say 30 to 60% of of the far left ideologies trickle into the majority almost of what the left believes right now we, we can go to the other side of things and say what are the radical ideologies of the radical right right okay trump's been in president for the last has been president during biden's entire term and we're just waiting on him to raise his hand and say it was me the whole time guys and rip off his mask like it's scooby-doo <laughs> you know that's like the radical radical right QAnon people right and obviously you know QAnon's been been ha has some some merit to some of its belief systems when it comes to the the child sex trafficking rings and things like that there's obvious merit to that but but when we're talking about the fact that there's going to be Trump's in charge of the real military and he and I think we haven't heard much whispers of that over the last year or so but for about the first year or two for for Joe Biden's presidency, there was a, a serious group of small group of extremist conservatives, extremist conservatives, 
who were thinking that Trump was going to come back and take over and be like, ha, it was me, right? I'm still president. And, and you know, that's that's pretty radical. But I would say maybe that's four, three, three percent, maybe less than three percent of, of people. Right now, another radical ideology on the right might be what? I can't. It's hard to even think of any. I don't know that you shouldn't have drag shows in front of children. <laughs> like what? It, what is the radical rights belief systems that the government shouldn't? You know, we didn't even get into freedom of speech when it comes to the left, right? Censorship. The 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 right might think that there should be no 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 censorship of of speech, right? That's not even radical. So. It's it's just hard to see. It's hard to see what is the what and I'm I'm open to the conversation. So you send me a message. Let me know what is the radical ideas of the right and maybe maybe we can start to have the the percentage conversations I just had with the left. But it's so much easier. Okay, let's just go with abortion. Right? Abortion, let's say every single person believes that there should be no ability to have any abortion and that let's call that a a, a radical ideology within the right. Let's just say that just for argument's sake. What percentage of people do you think that are conservatives that hold that belief that just zero abortions for any reason whatsoever, regardless of age, regardless of circumstance, regardless of medical situations, maybe, maybe 10%, maybe 5%, I would think like, uh, and primarily made up of, of people who are, uh, highly religious and, and for religious reasons, not just ideological reasons. So it's, it's just a weird conversation, right? That the far, the, the, the far left is far more of the left than the far right being part of the right, right? That the percentages of those people are just so much lower than what we see. So the, the craziness that the, the entire left is, is pretty crazy in their ideology because you get thrown out of the group if you don't agree with all of it, right? So Anyways, there's your tangent on that. Where were we? I don't think it matters. Last comment says there was no lab leak. Virus developed in Georgia and released worldwide through various means with various intensities. Not natural, not an accident. U.S. military operation under the auspices of the deep state. Hmm. That's an interesting one. Now, if you go back, I did a whole episode on the, what is it called? The water... In the water, what was it? That guy, Peter or something, did a documentary about how he believed that it was some form of snake venom that was being released to people through the water systems, right? That was a pretty, that was a crazy, <laughs> crazy idea. But there's a whole documentary on it. Let's see if I can remember what it was called. Let's go. COVID, snake, venom, water documentary. And I did a whole podcast breaking this down. So you can go back and listen to that. Watch the water. Watch the water. That's what it was. Hmm. Yeah, I believe that was in this guy's the, the guy who did it that he interviewed this. What's the guy's name? Here he is. Pretty sure the guy's like a chiropractor or some shit. But that's a pretty crazy one, that the water, the drinking water was being poisoned with snake venom. That was a that was a pretty wild one, but but interesting. And I believe if you go back and actually listen to it, there was there was some interesting arguments within that. But anyways, maybe that's what they were discussing within that comment there. But wrapping that topic up, the CIA was apparently and allegedly, according to this whistleblower, paying people not to say that it was a lab leak. And again, you have to ask yourself why. All right. In other news, 
Russell Brand has been accused of sexual assault. And as a result, his YouTube channel has been immediately demonetized without any actual trial, any hearing, right? And this is somebody's income. So YouTube blocks Russell Brand from making money from videos on his channel over sexual assault and rape allegations, right? Something, something that's embedded in our law is innocent until proven guilty, right? The guy from that 70s show that Ashton, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis was just basically sticking up for in a letter was convicted of rape by two women convicted right we can demonetize his youtube not sure he would have access to it anyways but do you just get to as a company de demonetize deplatform people kill their income for allegations now are you playing judge and jury and how does that play into when somebody goes to court for these things Right. If you're if you're saying that you believe this person is guilty and also who's making these decisions at, at YouTube and at different companies like this. Anyways, let's go ahead and read this article, which says YouTube has suspended advertisements on Russell Brand's channel in light of a slew of sexual assault and rape allegations made against the comedian as clips of his former wife, Katy Perry, have resurfaced. The platform suspensions for violating its policy will still allow Brand to upload videos. Of course it will. It just won't give him money, but he will not profit from advertising. Meanwhile, footage has reemerged of the moment Brand ended his relationship with U.S. singer Perry by text message in 2011 following their 14-month marriage. Presenter Vanessa Feltz has also shared deeply offensive footage of Brand asking to sleep with her and her daughters when she appeared on his chat show in 2006. And the late comedian Sean Locke disclosed the reason he hated Brand in the clip from the panel show 8 out of 10 Cats in 2014, explaining he had a fear for his, he had a fear his daughters would bring home a man like Brand one day. I don't see how that has any merit. Brand has vehemently denied the very serious criminal allegations and said his relationships were absolutely always consensual. Interesting. So let's see if we can get maybe some of these videos. No, they're just going to send us to a big page of random stuff. All right. So it goes on to say a timeline. Key points. YouTube suspends monetization. Big Brother co-creator describes brand allegations as depressing. And BBC confirms removal of brand's content. Brand episodes removed from C4 website. No evidence to suggest Channel 4 bosses knew of brand's alleged assaults. And review into the timeline at BBC led to by director of editorial complaints. This was three hours ago. It says that who cares? That's a silly one. It says the allegations against Russell Brand over the weekend have got people examining the age of consent, rightly so, that a 30-year-old man would embark on a sexual relationship with a schoolgirl feels instinctively wrong to many of us. The woman in question, Alice, who has said that she now feels she was groomed by Brand, through he, though he also denied all of the allegations, has called for consent law to be reviewed in light of her experience. The law enabled it, she told reporters for The Times. Saturday night, it shouldn't be legal for a 16-year-old to have a relationship with a man in their 30s. Now, most of us are comfortable with the idea that a 16-year-old can consent to have sex with another 16-year-old, that two teenagers can have a sexual relationship, but we start to feel iffy when there's an adult in a sexual relationship with a minor. As the gap, age gap increases, so does our or disquiet. That's not mere hand-wringing or moralizing, and it's not about 
trying to deny young people their sexuality. It's because we understand implicitly, even when we can't articulate it, that an imbalance of power can affect consent. Okay. Agreed. 16-year-olds and 30-year-olds shouldn't be having sex. Can I have it off with either you or your daughters? (laughs) No, you may not. No. I've got two daughters. The answer's no, and I'm no. It's terribly awkward when you're a guest on somebody else's show, particularly in a theatre which is full of great fans of, of the presenter, Russell Brand. So they all loved him, they were cheering him and egging him on. And I was in this unbelievably awkward position where you don't quite know what to do. Are you meant to pretend you think it's funny and laugh along? You're meant to stand up and walk out in high dudgeon and, and, and look as if you're a spoil sport and a party pooper? You know, what are you supposed to do? But I know I was deeply offended then as I remain deeply offended now. Now that woman looked about in her 40s and not very attractive at the time. And now that's not to take it away the seriousness of this clip, but I don't see that there being any merit to that of people just trying to smear him. Now, now something that's come out as a revol- result of this you know, and something that uh, there seems to be a lot of attention on Russell Brand right now, right now, Russell Brand speaking out consistently, consistently, consistently against the deep state, against George Soros, against the World Economic Forum. So to me, it would be no surprise that there's things coming back now from 20, 30, 20 years ago, 10, 15, 20 years ago, that obviously have not been litigated. There's no nothing going through the court system. So again, I'm not saying that I, I don't think a 30-year-old and a 16-year-old should have a sexual relationship. That's creepy. It's weird. It's gross. I, I don't know if I, you know, we just had the one side of that, but he seems to say that he didn't do any of that. Now, telling a woman in her 40s during a talk show, let me have a go at you or your daughters, and she's 40, and maybe your daughter's 20, 25 or something like Okay, it's still nothing there. You know, I, I would love to see, you know, and here's a, here's a good quote that came from Reddit that's pretty popular right now. It says, I'll start caring whether or not Russell Brand had some questionable sex a decade or two ago when the media starts caring what Bill Gates or Prince Andrew was doing on Epstein Island or when it starts naming the customers Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted of supplying trafficking minors to. Right. There seems to be a lot of emphasis, right? I'll start caring about Russell Brand when you start to show that you actually care about the victims, right? That's what this is saying here. Not, not, let's not diminish if there was some allegations because I haven't read enough into them to say they weren't true or they were true or whatever. Let's just say, sure, there's allegations here. But what we know 100%, besides the fact that Russell Brand had what seems like uh, a still, something that has not been convicted against him. And he still hasn't even gone to court for this. That doesn't seem like there's any charges, but there has been somebody who was supplying and trafficking hundreds, if not thousands of underage women to Prince Andrew, to Bill Clinton, to Hollywood executives, to Hollywood elites, to everybody in power. And everybody knew about it. Oh, and also, so did the news companies who silenced the articles to come out, right? Everybody knew about this, but nobody said anything. And still, they're protecting the list today. You're going to tell me, you're going to tell me that they raided Epstein's Island and found nothing of merit that they're releasing to the public about who was a part of this, how they did it, about about what we're doing as a result of that. You're going to tell me they raided an entire island that was used specifically for trafficking and found nothing, not a 
bit of evidence, not a single strand of evidence that led them to convict somebody who was on that island doing those things. Bill Gates, like I said, Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, just person after person after person. And the list, you know, we've gone into that. I've done a whole breakdown of the black list that came out or black book that came out from Epstein. So you can go back and listen to that to see who was all a part of it. But it's pretty crazy. And and so this article or this this person posted and goes on to say that I'll care what about what one former U.S. president is or isn't guilty of when the media starts caring about what other former U.S. presidents are or are not guilty of. And I'll care about a more powerful country invading a less powerful country when the media reports the conflict and its context in exactly the same tone and with the degree, same degree of neutrality versus moral outrages it uses when there's a more powerful country in question is the USA. Until that day, the mainstream media and everyone who repeats its talking points on social media is not but idle gossip and the sound of one hand clapping. Until the day I could not give less fucks about what mainstream media says any person did or didn't do so. Well, that's not what it said. <laughs> it says uh, about who the mainstream media says any fucker fucked or didn't fuck. <laughs> and so fuck the mainstream media. Let anyone it fucks t- with tell them to fuck the fuck off with its farcial fuckery. <laughs> now, the top comment on this, and I don't disagree with this, is you are allowed to care about all of those things simultaneously, right? I don't disagree with that. It definitely seems like you should, you know, if you care about people who are the victims, you should just care about them regardless. But it doesn't seem like it's obviously not the same level of situation here. Now, in light of these things coming up here, I'm actually going to skip, we'll maybe push off the Tim Ballard one to a different episode here because we have a little bit more to go and I have a little bit limited amount of time here. So the next one that we're going to move to is a Texas church experiments with AI-generated service and uses ChatGPT for worship, sermon, and original songs to praise the Lord. Says the church said the experiment would be a one-time event, and this comes from Fox News. Now, if this isn't the most dystopian thing you've ever heard of when it comes to religion, I don't know what is. This is just so sci-fi weird and culty. (laughs) It says, with artificial intelligence seemingly infiltrating every facet of our lives, one church decided to experiment with the technology for one of its services last week. The violent or the Violet Crown City Church, located in Austin, held an AI-generated service on Sunday, describing the experiment as uncharted territory. Yeah, because you're starting a cult with a robot at the head of it. This and you're you're you're, you're actually the, the so here's a, a, a philosophical issue with this is that you're you're taking the person who is the, let's say the the coding behind the AI and turning that into a deity. Right, you're you're giving it infinite amounts of power over people. When somebody gives their life to a god or a deity or a religion and says, "I believe in you, I trust in you, I give you my life, I give you my faith," you know, faith is a faith is a a tricky thing, right? Faith is is now not always blind faith, but but faith with with a little bit of suspicion is is healthy right but faith faith is a tricky thing and if you give that faith to something who's who's being can be at any single point manipulated by man right you're you're giving religious potential you're giving 
deity-like power to something that is man itself, right? We cannot have man worshiping man. That's the problem that we saw with science during COVID, science, right? It turned into a cult, right? There, there's no man who should be a deity, and there's no artificial intelligence that should be a deity because what does that become other than the manifestation of the programming, right? So this says, this Sunday, they said, we're entering somewhat uncharted territory by letting ChatGPT create the order of worship, prayers, sermon, liturgy, and even an original song from our 10 a.m. service, the church wrote on its official Facebook page. The purpose, the purpose is to invite us to consider the nature of truth and challenge our assumptions about what, what God can make sacred and inspired. The church acknowledged such an experiment would be easy to write off, but encouraged its members to keep an open mind. Why not attend instead of an experience for yourself, the church said, uh, clarifying that this would be a one-time experiment and not something we'll likely do again. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> the church assanged any worries that Skynet, a reference to the fictional AI system in the Terminator human touch. I'm not sure an AI can actually express the emotions of love and kindness and empathy, Chambers said. I think that we must practice love and express that. Not only feel it, but we must express it. Hmm. Interesting. Now, the, co the comment on this was pretty sure God was not impressed with the vanity of that service. They wanted the creator of the entire universe to interact with a machine it's like man saying, here, listen to this thing we created. God made man so he could interact and connect with man, not so that man could make a machine and use it as his proxy. Yes. Agreed. Right? This is, if you think there is layers to reality, one of those layers being the higher, the higher reality, right? Which is, let's call it heaven or where, where, where God lives, right? And the layer that we're on being a lower dimension of reality, right? You, you cannot create and, and you cannot, when, when somebody's creating a sermon, when somebody's writing a song, when somebody's deciding on what they do or do not want to talk about, if you believe in, in the faith of, of Christian Christianity and, and religion, you believe that God is speaking through that person, right? God's not going to speak through an AI chatbot that was created by some Silicon Valley woke purple-haired, uh, ear-ringed weirdo, right? Ear-ringed. <laughs> like there's something wrong with earrings. But it's all, you know, I, I pictured like 22 earrings on their head and ga big gauges, right? But there, it's, God's not going to speak through that person or, or at least through the coding that they wrote. I'm sorry, right? So, so if you believe that, that is of this reality, that is of this realm, and it's not going to be the real thing. And all that opens up is a weird alien-based cult. Let's get into the good stuff. All right. So the doctors, if you go back, the doctors in Mexico actually have come out and done testing on the alien bodies that were found in Peru. Now, they claimed that these were almost over a thousand years old when they were found and they were found in the ruins of, I believe it wasn't wreckage, but they were just found and, and dug up by like archaeologists. So it says Mexican doctors have found no evidence of any assembly or manipulation of the skulls of the so-called non-human being remains that were presented to Mexico's Congress last week. Seemingly proven, the remains were not human-made. The scientists conducted a number of tests on the two specimens at the newer clinic on Monday and live-streamed the entire procedure. Wow, that's pretty cool. In the end, Jose Zels Benitez, the director of Health Sciences Research Institute and the secretary of the Mexican Navy offices, said the studies proved the alleged aliens belonged to a single skeleton and were not assembled with human objects. He also said his team found that one was alive 
was intact, was biological, and was in gestation, pointing to large lumps inside the alleged ET's abdomen, which, suge which suggested could be eggs. Whoa. I can affirm that these bodies have no relation to human beings, he previously claimed. The pair, which were allegedly unearthed in T Cusco, Peru in 2017, have elongated heads with three fingers on each hand. Creepy. Super creepy. Especially when you look at the pictures of this MRI. Whoa. How are these pictures not out? That's crazy. Also, I do just want to say that nobody seems to give a fuck about the fact that they just showed alien corpses on live TV and then just did an autopsy on them with MRI machines and CAT scans and came out with the results. I haven't seen a single person. I found this literally randomly on the New York Post. It says, but otherwise they appear humanoid in shape with two arms and two legs each. Masun said that they had strong light bones and no teeth and had implants of cadmium. Cad cadmium and osmium which is one of the scary scarcest elements on earth hmm also one-third of their dna is unknown he testified claiming that beings are not part of our terrestrial evolution these specimens are not part of our evolutionary history on earth they are not beings recovered from a ufo crash site instead they were found in diatom mines and sub subsequently became fossilized, which is an algae. This is the first time it is presented in such a form, and I think there is a clear demonstration that we are dealing with non-human specimens that are not related to any other species in our world. But many have expressed skepticisms about the discovery. For years, academics, archaeologists, and scientists have said that mummified remains that UFO enthusiasts claim are aliens are generally just modified human bodies. And there's people looking at these pictures. There's picture after picture of these skulls. Oh my gosh, could you imagine being in this room? How wild is that? The very first comment on this said, I am partly convinced they are not human and could be extraterrestrial. However, the DNA results will tell the tale. It should be easy to send a small sample of DNA to a reputable company. In fact, why not send one of the eggs as well? If it was alive at one time, that should be the final proof of origin. Somebody else commented back to that person and said, is anyone going to believe anything coming from Mexico? <laughs> uh, says they performed the same tests on Biden and got the same results. <laughs> oh, man. Pretty crazy. All right. And last but not least, on today's episode, we're going to dive into the Malaysia Air 370 Conspiracy. This was posted eight days ago on Conspiracy Reddit by additional underscore ad 3796. And I've dabbled in this a little bit. I haven't read the whole thing, but it's pretty crazy. So this says... Hello, this is Ashton from Twitter, and I have been writing about the MH370 videos for the past month. They are real, leaked military videos. I don't want you to believe me. I want to convince you with the facts. This isn't all of the facts, just some of the most compelling. The videos, oldest archive, is a satellite stereoscopic video from the Regenic Dianon with an archive upload date of May 19th, 2024. The description reads... Received March 12, 2014. Source protected. All right, let's go ahead and see and make sure that he doesn't have any prior 
posts on this that give us a TLDR a little bit um, on his posts. So this was, wow, he replies a lot. Let's go to his posts. We're looking at an overview. All right. So the one that we had looked at was from eight days ago. Let's just see if he has any. The real story of MH370, all pertinent evidence and theories. That was 70 or seven days ago. Facts and theories to help the investigation. And okay, so this Reddit looks like started eight days ago or 10 days ago. And it says proof the northern coordinates are correct and facts. Hey guys, this is Ashton from Twitter. I've noticed a lot of things have gotten disjointed here. Let's see if he gives us a quick synopsis here. And he does not. So let's jump first to the one that he says is all evidence and theories. <clears throat> okay, so so my ge the general consensus, well, not general consensus because I haven't done a census, but <laughs> the idea here is that the original story was was wrong, it, that this is a conspiracy and that it didn't just evaporate into thin air or fall into the ocean as everybody thinks. So this says, Ashton Twitterson here. Many people asked for a comprehensive list of the evidence of the MH370 video, so I delivered. Most people's immediate reaction will be that the MH370 videos are stupid or impossible, but they line up with all the facts to date. Don't believe me or trust me. Verify the evidence. The U.S. government made a huge mistake recording this event. There's no excuse they can use to deny it. If you want to destroy all credibility in world governments, here is your unique opportunity. Each piece of evidence can be verified, either visually in the video from works of the community or my own investigation research. If it's not on the list, I either haven't verified it or don't find it to be credibly linked to the investigation at this time. I'm limited in images that can be used or I would add more. I only put links and sources when it's a contentious point. When the time comes, all those who contributed will be given credit. Quick disclaimer, they said, this is not QAnon. <laughs> This is not to distract from Trump or Biden. This is not an alien invasion. This is not a hoax, misinformation, or disinformation. There are UFOlogy elements, but that does not mean it is the explanation. This is the power of the community used to tell the story of the greatest conspiracy of all time. Is this the greatest conspiracy of all time? Note, I don't want to talk to any mainstream media. They'll never tell the truth. I'll talk to any... Alternative media or Tucker Carlson, Bill Maher, or Joe Rogan, if these three can be convinced, I believe the world can be. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So let's see if we can start with the theories. Because I feel like he could have written this better to give us a brief synopsis first. But essentially... Oh, so that's what that video was. Okay, so this is showing that the Malaysia Air 370 was being circled by three unidentified objects in this crazy, weird orbs all surrounding it and rotating. I did see this video. And then there's a zap, which is a cold event in the thermal because this was being picked up by thermal imaging. <clears throat> the zap accurately illuminates the clouds in the background and the foreground. All right, so 
let's go through this full. Let's go full, through this full deep dive. All right. So let's just go back to the top here because now it's starting to make a little bit more sense to me. There's a video that was circulating, which was showing, and I'll pull it up here for you guys so you can watch it if you're on YouTube with me here or on Rumble or on the Substack. This is the web archived video. Okay. Now, again, this comes from 2014, back when this airliner went missing. And here's a video that they're saying is credible evidence of the Malaysia Air showing, and here's my cursor, showing there's the orb. There's three orbs that fly right around it in a crazy, crazy quick way that has no... Wow. And they're they're surrounding it like almost in a symmetrical triangle, rotating back and forth in, in sync, almost completely in sync, and then rotating and turning back around and all surrounding this airliner, the same airliner that went missing suddenly back in 2014. And they go faster and faster and faster and faster. Let's see if, and then disappears what completely disappears so we need to verify obviously the legitimacy of this video but a lot of people seem to think it's legit that was crazy okay so one more time at the point where it disappears they're rotating 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 and it's gone big flash and the airliner is just completely gone after being surrounded by these three orbs. Now there's a second video that comes from this. We'll see what this shows us. So that was the one that I saw, I believe. It says capture airliners and UFOs, UAV. And here's the thermal imagery. All right, so here's the aircraft flying. <clears throat> now why is a UAV this close to this airliner is a better question with thermal imaging. There's an orb. One orb. Two orbs rotating, rotating, and leaving a thermal trail behind them, which is interesting. Oh, they're perfectly circling when you see the trail around them. Whoa. That's so weird. Super weird. And let's see if it shows it disappearing. Whoa. And it's gone. Dude, if this is real. And this, if this is Malaysia Air. And the whole time, I remember this. This was like, this was as big as the Titanic submarine situation. Like all those, you know, the three billionaires. This was an entire airliner just gone gone and i believe there was some high profile people on this airliner um but they we were looking for this for days and days and days went by and days went by and it should have been out of fuel and maybe they they landed here and maybe they didn't and maybe we just haven't they, their transponder went off whatever it was if this is that airliner and this is real this is one of the craziest conspiracies ever okay now i'm in <laughs> Now I'm 
in. All right, so we got the background now. Filmed in 2014 with technology from 2014, spy satellite videos presumed from USA 229 is the earliest archive source received March 12, 2014. 3D stereoscopic video, technically a third video, which means we need two satellites in close proximity and on the same orbital trajectory. Satellite perspective changes eight times, as do the coordinates, with coordinates visible in six of them, showing us the location and direction of travel, south and east. A thermal layer of MQ-1C Gray Eagle posted by Rejikni Dion received, I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be, a name or something, received June 5th of 2014, and cameras on the equipment are made for filming these events. It says this, the thermal layer on a specialized electro- infrared camera on the MQ-1C Gray Eagle matches the mission purpose for the SIBRS and SIGINT, tracking boats and planes, electronic signals, monitoring intelligence, and battlefield awareness. Alternate sources and higher quality exist that point to none of the, these users being the original source. Maybe we can see if these are the same exact videos in higher resolution, but this is two minutes long. So I wonder... Maybe it's, it looks slowed down a little bit. That's probably why it's two minutes. I want to see it disappear like that. Slow motion. Gone. Whoa, that's wild. Okay. It says speculation. The original source may have come from a private forum or left on the dark web to be found. Videos show coordinates in them that change, but not when the mouse moves. Video shows satellite designations presumed to be NROL22 due to seeing 93 and thus ruling out threes. Not sure what that's supposed to mean. Satellite video explained by remote terminal access. Mouse drift explained by a JPEG wheel trackball that does not have the click activated. Screen capture of terminal running at some resolution, 30 frames per second. Citrix remote terminal running at default on 24 frames per second. Okay, very technical. So they're trying to figure out where did this video come from because you see on the screen a mouse going back and forth on top of it, over top of the video. So I, I think that's what they're trying to do here. Remotely navigating around a very large resolution video playing at 8 frames per second. Or is that six? Six frames per second. Okay, so they're just trying to figure out where did this video come from? Plane is making a left-hand turn and descending consistent with a circle formation consistent with capabilities of a 777 to 200. Plane's altitude is low based on how close they are to the cumulus cloud formations. Okay, true. There's a heat signature near the center bottom half of the plane. Yes, also true. There's an exhaust smoke coming from the plane, which is likely too low for contrails. Three orbs approach the plane seemingly not affected by gravity. Yeah, that's that's what I said. It was just moving. It didn't seem to follow Newton's laws. Like it's just moving around in a way that our aircraft absolutely could not. It says the orbs have cold trails that are in front of the orb leading the orb. Yes, saw that. Speculation. Orbs may be changing the pressure of the atmosphere or absorbing energy from it. Hmm. Orbs entered a lock formation and begin a pattern and change patterns. Wow, they really broke down this pattern this way, the way that they were rotating. Very interesting. And the two of them almost intersect and then change their formation. 
and then go perfectly in sync, perfectly in sync. It says the orb's pattern then circles the plane over time. The orbs may not be visible to the human eye. Both cameras are infrared. Huh, interesting. A zap occurs as the orbs bend and move towards the plane. The zap is a cold event in the thermal, and the zap accurately illuminates the clouds in the background and the foreground. Huh. So is this at night? The plane completely disappears after the zap, including the plane's visible trail. The MQ-1C is cropped out of the satellite video, just out of view. The user closes the window after the plane disappears, indicating this was not recorded in real time. It requires knowledge of classified military systems. A person who recorded or leaked these videos is likely in prison. How would a hoaxer know they would never find a plane? Huh. Why this is MH370? Okay. Good question. How do we know that this is the plane? Right? It's, this says that it's the only missing 777. There was no debris field found. Official flight path has it running out of gas because there's nowhere else for it to go. And the official search searched everywhere along the final ping art and along the flight path, even the Nicobar Islands area, right? So the perfectly along this flight path, perfectly around the time that it was flying, and it's the exact aircraft type. It says the thermal matches the exact silhouette of a 777. Okay, yep. Which is overlaid at the top of this uh, image here. The color tone matches that of Malaysia Airlines, and satellite coordinates put it on the flight path of MH370 around 640 UTC in the Nicobar Islands, which is the smoking gun. Note, this is the suspected location of the turn into the South Indian Ocean. Hmm. It has an imagery around that. It says NROL-22 released in 2006 is presumed to be a relay satellite due to its Molnia orbit and clear view of the satellite that took the video. The smoking gun, USA 229 at the right location, time apparent angle with a sister debris satellite capable of taking stereoscopic video at 640 UTC. So it's just verifying that there was something in this location at that time that could have taken this video. It says propose of signal intelligence and space-based infrared systems is to track airplanes like this. Interesting. It shows a Lockheed Martin space-based infrared system. And then it says the U.S. military had to have tracked MH370. We've proven they had the satellites in the area. U.S. military confirmed the provided data to the intelligence community to help solve the mystery of MH370 and the Freedom of Information Act about the DSP detection of the impact of 370 was ignored. goes on to show the flight path. Hmm. The pilot says goodnight, MH370, at 519 UTC, at 1721, 521 UTC, MH370 disappears from all civilian radar due to both ADAS-B and ACARS being shut off. Captain Blelly suggests whoever was in command of the aircraft had intentionally achieved this by disconnecting all four electronic electrical generators and APU. The radar says the plane makes impossible altitude changes from 5,000 feet to 55,000 feet. The radar loses the plane but tracks an object they believed to be the plane, 
As the satellite system resets three minutes and a logon request happens around 1724. Plane changes directions. When the plane gets over Penang, the co-pilot's cell phone pings. Huh. The last Malaysian radar in between 1815 and 1822, 200 miles west by northwest of Penang. Hmm. Very interesting. So it's showing basically the flight logs and the the pings of information that was being sent out from it. It says the witness. Interesting. So it's showing her blog post, Catherine T. Credible. It says the reported facts, their timing and their identified geometrical relative position provided by Miss T are coherent, providing confidence in her reporting. So let's see this blog post. Well, that's loading. <clears throat> she says, I thought it was coming to land. I felt it was traveling slowly. The aircraft was probably flying in an altitude between 2,000 and 100,000 feet. Uh, held same tack for five minutes. The aircraft had considerably descended from the first or from the first second of observation until the accidental change of tack. I saw that what looked like black smoke behind the orange glow, which resembled a contrail, but black. But I couldn't see any fire or flames or anything like that. I just saw a plane glowing orange. Whoa. Hmm. This comes from ChatGPT, which says gases in the atmosphere, particularly oxygen and nitrogen, can glow orange under influence of electromagnetic effects, ionization, and other electron or energetic processes. The auras are a prime example of this phenomenon. <clears throat> Interesting. It says the glowing plane did not have any navigation lights. Hmm. All right. As it moved behind the boat, I could see the shape very clearly, which was a passenger plane. Here is the blog post which quite lengthy, but maybe we'll have to send that out in the Substack. Hmm. Interesting. So this woman says that she saw Malaysia air right around the time that it disappeared and wrote a blog post about it. It says other pertinent information. It says my impression of the hall was that it was monocolor. I assume light Matt Gray, I doubted my sanity at the time. The plane circles around the boat counterclockwise from the southeast. Hmm. The silence is sinister was the last tweet. It says other pertinent information. Two fake passengers using stolen passports that changed their appearance. What? One possible passenger who bypassed security... And an SOS at 2.43 intercepted and reported only in Chinese news, which is a plane attempting emergency landing. Trump leaked a similar satellite photo in 2019 of USA 224, which launched in 2011, same year as USA 229. And then it says debunking the suicide myth. Everyone stands up for him, including officials and his wife. 18,000 flight hours. Coworkers loved him. So it's talking about the pilot. No indication of suicide intent in the flight path. Had a huge custom simulator, not standard model. Zahari's flight simulator had been used to pilot two data points in the southern Indian Ocean, or to, to plot two data points. And route found on the simulator closely matches MH150 route to Jeddah with the diversion at the end of the South Pole. 
He was rostered to fly MH-150, impossible to disconnect all four electrical generators. Flying over his hometown is silly. It was an emergency. People would kick down the door before they would get knocked out. Depressurization is slow. In most emergency scenarios, the plane is not going to last until it runs out of fuel. <clears throat> now it's going on to debunk the fact that of the actual of the debris, no debris found by the official search or above or below water. <clears throat> it says the debris found years later was not consistent with barnacle growth. Only the flay parent was matched with a, a non-unique serial number. One person claims to have found 10 plus pieces, which was featured and contested on Netflix documentary. Oh, excuse me. No one is allowed to inspect it. Okay. So it's trying to debunk it. Addressing debunks of the videos. Clouds do move just slowly. So it's just going over some of the things that people are saying about that. Hmm. Interesting. Plane disappears. So it says teleportation. Plane disappears from space-time instantly. Intermediate black hole event, which was it being cold. A witness sees a possible red shifted glow or orange glow using a plane because it's in open space. Huh? Teleportation may be to hide the plane. Family's phones were proven ringing on Chinese TV for days. Impossible if underwater or in another dimension. Huh. Traveling forward in time doesn't break ca causality, but traveling backward in time does. See time dilation. It says the science. Wormholes have been shown to be theoretically possible by at least three scientific papers. They all show that exotic material is not necessary. One paper argues a thin shell could be used to safely transport an object outside of space-time. Description of an intermediate black hole is consistent with the zap we see in the videos. And one paper discusses needing to remove unwanted particles from the area. The orbs may have been superconductive. The orbs could be cleaning the area, in inducing the mouth of the wormhole, and or acting as the barrier for passage. And there's a real patent for a magnetic vortex wormhole generator. What the fuck? No way. Let's pull that one up. Patents.google.com. Uh, patent number is US 20A1. And I will include this in the substack as well, because now we need a substack on this one. <laughs> so this, invest this invention, which is called magnetic vortex wormhole generator. What? This invention relates to a magnetic vortex generator, which has the ability to generate negative mass and a negative spring constant, which, according to Einstein's general theory of relativity, is required in order to create a stable wormhole between our space and hyperspace. Very interesting. Above my scientific pay grade. But I will definitely be reading through this another time. And maybe I'll highlight some stuff for you when I throw it in the substack. This is the, here's the article that came from the last day of Malaysia airline passengers with stolen passports. Okay. Interesting. Because these be the aliens. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up here. It says Diego Garcia, 1,700 military and 1,500 civilian personnel. Space Force has 86,000 total servicemen and women. Okay. Sighting of a passenger plane 50 miles north of the, the base, flying low in the early morning. I wish he would have put this together better. 
Pilot had Diego Garcia in his simulator, not open to commercial aircraft, enough space for a 777. So wait, what is this? Diego Garcia. Is this supposed to be like a, a military base or something? What is Diego Garcia? Diego Garcia base. It's got to be a military base. Uh, Diego Garcia is a British atoll in the Indian Ocean. It's an island of the British Indian Ocean Territory, an overseas territory of the United States Kingdom or the United Kingdom. It is militarized atoll just south of the equator in the central Indian Ocean and the largest of 60 small islands. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Because there was a theory that it landed there, I guess. Okay. All right. Moving on here. Not open to commercial aircraft. Has enough space for a 777. Has underground facilities with a Black Vault Freedom of Information Act showing it may be a CIA black site. Message from Philip Wood saying he had held captive with a picture of EXIF data, placing it at Diego Garcia. Tens of millions to black construction for dredging and other activities. Lockheed Martin contract for upgrading power and water. Photos of Diego Garcia Facebook that look like the crew. Seems like the new Area 51. Strava heat map in the small boat harbor outside the yacht club seems very active. DOD reassessed privacy policies for the troops after Strava revelations in 2018. Hmm. Theories and speculation. The reason to do this must be large enough to warrant the risk, unlikely to be about money. Shadow war for control of this technology. 20 semiconductor scientists on board. Whoa. So saying that basically the reason that they would have done this was that there was 20 semiconductor scientists on board Malaysia Air and they wanted to either remove them, kill them, whatever, or transport them to this base. It says video suppressed to hide hyper advanced technology not known to the public. Interesting. Video suppressed to hide non-human intelligence. Filming had intent. UAV is too slow to catch a 777 and US 229 is only in position for minutes. So the only reason it got filmed, they're saying, is because they wanted to see this and then somebody leaked it. Primary narratives. Ones with the most evidence. And we're getting towards the end of this. Set the satellite computer to stick to IOR 30 minutes prior to takeoff to make the plane difficult to trace. Three fake passengers possibly in on the hijack. Pilots and crew may be in on it. Flight changed to the last minute. Same data of Diego Garcia. 1721 UTC event is electromagnetic jamming. Plane is flown to Penang as a waypoint and or flies directly towards the coordinates. U.S. military equipment is waiting to teleport the plane to Diego Garcia. Deals are made with the crew and passengers, countries of the passengers. Maldives sighting just north of Diego Garcia in the early morning. Philip Wood resists. Where is he now? Witness protection. Who is Philip Wood? That's a better question. Debris later thrown in the ocean. Crew lookalikes found on Facebook at Diego Garcia. Motive is control of the very technology we see in the video. Hmm. And the last portion of this says UFO emergency event. All right. It says 1721 event disconnects all four electrical generators and APU transponders, similar to what an EMP or electromagnetic interference may do. Damage to the plane will cause it to ground quickly. Depressurization may be slow. Fire could have started. 
lithium batteries could be a source of fuel or interest in the UFO angle. Copilot cell phone pings over Penang, indicating calling for help. Next logical place to land is in the water. Other narratives. USO, UFO teleports the plane to another dimension or location. Ooh. And motive of the cover-up is to hide non-human intelligence and technology from the world. Whoa. Decoy plate theory. Second 777 used to spoof the pings and track trick in Marsat. This event was to gain control of patents for some nanochips related to the Rothschilds. What? This event was to gain control of patents for some nanochips related to the Rothschilds. Huh. UFO is saving the passengers from their own doom. UFO is attracted to the lithium batteries or the governments are working with the NHI for shadowy purposes. Interesting. That is a crazy one. Crazy one. He says, submission statement, the MH370 videos are the largest verifiable conspiracy of all time. This has been a cover-up by multiple nations and multiple individuals. This conspiracy has the potential to break the minds of many, as well as destroy confidence in world governments. And this came from the same individual who said, thank you for contributing, supporting, and getting the message out. Wow. That's a crazy one crazy one. That's one of my most favorite conspiracies that we've gone over. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. I hope you got something out of that. Go to the Substack, austinadams.substack.com. Subscribe, leave a five-star review. That's what I got for you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. I love you. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Honestly, I love doing this for you guys. Um, I appreciate you sticking around even after a couple week hiatus. Uh, and again, I love you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you.